0: From Immersive Labs, this is Cyber Humanity. Hello all, I'm your host Chris Pace, and in these podcasts we try to look at cybersecurity from a human point of view. Social engineering, hacker motivations, industry trends, and more. These podcasts essentially come in two flavors, either us ranting about themes close to the hearts of security types, or us chatting about threat and security stuff from recent weeks, there has been plenty of that, so this is one of those. And as usual, I'm joined by Max Vetter, hello, Paul Bentham, hello, and Kev Breen. Hello. There is only one place for us to begin this week, and that is the Twitter sphere. Oh my goodness, what went on with Twitter? Um, it was an evening. I was minding my own business, scrolling through my timeline, and then suddenly it was full of things about blue ticks and trying to get me to buy cryptocurrency. And it all went a little bit mad after that. So, what
1: actually went on?
2: Well, it was brilliant. Like Elon Musk said, if I gave him a thousand bitcoins, he'd give me two thousand back. Loved
1: it. Perfect. I mean, like, I was straight there, like, sending all of my Bitcoins to Barack Obama get did the back. same yeah. thing. Why wouldn't you?
0: Because that's all I need. All I need is for someone verified on Twitter to ask mm. for my money, and then I will <laughs> hand it over really without sad though. any questions.
2: Look at the replies. If you look at the replies, people are like, I really hope he's going to do this.
1: I'm like, oh, God. I he guess a thousand
2: to... Bitcoins a lot, isn't it, though?
1: Thousand, thousand well, parent, it was a dollar, thousand dollars in was a game. But if you actually look and track the wallet, there's like 117,000 US dollars uh, went into that wallet. So people were actually sending stuff yeah, in.
3: But I actually don't think that's very much because that's that's only 100 people, right? If you spend a thousand each, and for the number of the number of users that each of those Twitter accounts has. I mean, Max
2: the, Big Deep Pocket is better. That's only, only <laughs> That's a decent yacht, Max. <laughs>
0: we haven't done the maths around how many people this might have given those hackers reach to but it's like millions and millions millions and millions millions. right so with a with some slightly better advertising they probably (laughs) could have conned a lot more money
3: but is if you own a thousand pounds of bitcoin surely you're gonna have a bit of nice about you to go you can't if you send bitcoin somewhere it doesn't it it just doesn't come back (laughs) i realized that the first bitcoin (laughs) purchase i made i was like. Oh, the problem with this whole system is, when you send it, there is nothing. You do, there's no insurance and it's gone. And, and that's the realisation of, oh, yeah, if, if that person doesn't send me the goods that I bought, then you never, that's it.
1: Anybody who wants to give away money is just going to give away money. Why do I have to send you money? I mean, that's the first clue. Anybody that says, give me a pound, I'll give you two bags, like, just give me the pound. Like why do we have to do the exchange? Like that's your first giveaway that something's not right there. <laughs>
3: yeah, send me your money first. It's always the...
2: Okay, so I think we've gone down a rabbit hole here with the Bitcoin yes. thing.
0: Yes, yeah. I'm sat here thinking, well this is all very interesting Bitcoin chat. What about the tw- what about the Twitter thing? I think the Bitcoin scam is not is not new I think that I think that scam has existed in spam emails and stuff like that before I'm pretty sure um, but of course what's more interesting is the fact that these are extremely high profile twitter accounts um I forget the the, the number someone will know the number um, but basically it was the a load of really high profile verified so that, that the infamous or famous Blue Tick, um, they were the ones that were they were the ones that were targeted, and essentially they were all simultaneously overtaken, and these messages were sent out to the obviously millions of followers um, that those uh, those particular users have uh, have on Twitter. And then it turned out that it was uh, actually because because it may have seemed that you know someone had been hacked, but actually it turned out that it was a uh, it was a, a hack of of Twitter itself, so gaining access to uh to twitter itself um so how did they go about doing that I, there's it was, my favorite
2: bit about this hang on well, i don't think they've hacked twitter but the the thing you've missed about who, is who the they are <laughs> so the they here is allegedly a group of people that like to be called original gangsters and they're called this and i didn't have, i didn't know anything about this until i started reading up about it they love owning original like early handles, so this this whole thing started because a group of people who called o g s original gangsters wanted to own like single character early on um twitter handles like at six or at y or whatever. And and I love this because because I have a little bit of a bit of a sadness in my heart because I used to have a really early ICQ number. I had like a four digit, which <laughs> frankly was quite exciting back in the Gold day. Gold dust. Gold dust. I forgot the password and I don't know why, I'd never could ever reset the account. And so I lost it. And so I actually have an affinity for these kids, and I think it's kids, who really wanted to own <laughs> At Y or at six. Because they probably just wanted to be an original gangster and that's why I want to be too.
1: Is this Paul the Vigilante approving of? No, hacks again? <laughs> no,
2: absolutely not. So these kids, they wanted to get hold of original handles. And so this whole thing was a hack for the lols. It wasn't for Bitcoin at all. They just did. And they didn't even hack Twitter. They took over an internal um, uh, tool.
1: Yes, it was a tool used by Twitter admins to be able to uh, make changes to accounts. That's what was actually compromised. And I'm not sure whether it was access to that or if they compromised somebody, so whether it was somebody on the inside, um, there's still a little bit of a mixed message. Well, you
0: we don't want to speculate too much, but less rampantly speculate. Um, you'd want to feel <laughs> like it would have to involve someone on the inside up to a point, or some crafty social engineering to get close enough to that information i think i heard bandied about the username and username and password that was pinned to some slack channel somewhere which even if it was the case would still mean that you would need to have access to that um, slack channel which suggests you would still have to have access to some other you know internal systems at twitter so yeah it's either it's either a, a very strong bit of social engineering or someone from the inside was involved
1: and this ties back to, like, people, you'll see in some of the articles there relating it uh, and the user to something called simjacking. Uh, and that's this is the same kind of approach where simjacking was you had somebody on the inside of something like AT&T and you would get them on the inside to switch your phone numbers or the IMEI so that you could gain control of that account. It's the same process here. Like, at some point, you must have had access to the inside to, to know that tool exists um, and then to gain access to it.
0: It's interesting, though. I mean, because you're saying it at uh, this whole thing about I don't understand how there's a connection between the OG thing and taking over those accounts. I don't understand how that meets their their goal. They sell I'm for a, money. Okay, so the idea is that they were going to, yeah, but if they were going to take over those accounts and sell sell access to them for money, they could have done that completely stealthily without doing any of this Bitcoin. With any of the, without only this there. Bitcoin nonsense happening. I,
2: I, think what's ha- I think what happened though, well, allegedly what happened, what the articles are saying, is that they took over a few accounts and then they got spotted. Say one of the owners of an uh. account and then i think at 6 it was at 6 yeah so at 6 spotted that there oh and it's actually really so this, this is really yeah, this is really, really clever yeah because the way that this uh, takeover works is you use the internal tool to change the email address registered to the account then by having that email address you can change the second factor authentication method that's registered to the account whether that's an app or a
1: phone number Because it doesn't send a notification when you make the change from the admin tool, so you don't know. That seems like a that seems like a bit of a flaw.
2: But But, at sixes was uh, using um, his like Google Voice account, and so he got a phone call to say, or some, I guess it was the second factor digits to say that his account had changed, and that's how at six spotted it. And so then when they knew the game was up, they decided to go with the, I, I don't know how, what, what then happened, but had they just hand. thought, well, like, let's just like burn it all. And then they just went with like a bit,
0: like a really crappy Bitcoin scam people started to mention straight away well, wh- well why was donald trump you know safe from all this they obviously have a whole team of people at twitter who are like both monitoring his account for what he says and also making sure that it hasn't been hacked yeah. well, it's like 17
2: how can you tell fact- the difference <laughs> it's like 17 <laughs> factor authentication for trump i'm expecting there's a whole like really like it's yeah. gonna be Lockdown. When he nearly started World War Three, the last time he tweeted something like bad, what, what
0: was that thing did? Was it with North Korea that he was uh, tweeting? something to do with? Yeah, um, basically insulting the oh uh, little rocket of man, North Korea. Yeah, yeah.
2: So the other thing that's happening on this that's really interesting is Krebs.
0: Now, Chris, I don't know that you're Krebs' biggest fan, are you? I rate a lot of what Brian Krebs does, mm-hmm. um, and. There certainly can be no argument that as journalism goes, it's, uh, you know, it's in depth and it's it's what the community, you know, it's what InfoSec needs. You need the detail behind uh, the the tech and the motivation. You need all that stuff. I think where I have a problem with what's happened here and and in, you know, over last week is that it's kind of doing a lot of OSINT doing the investigation and then getting a name out there I think that adds a risk I think all that research could have been done and all that information could have been shared without the need to put a name a real name out out there Um, especially when these are the kinds of things that he like he discourages the sharing of information um, you know about you know techniques and that kind of stuff he he often discourages that like he feels that vendors in particular security vendors in particular overshare um and shouldn't be saying as much about what techniques are being used but my view is that sharing someone's name before due process without real evidence and implying that you it's kind of game set match and this person is responsible um i think is a bit it's dangerous and is, it, and is 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 risky uh, given you know that the um given the sort of uh, widely publicized nature of the hack um and i think is just it, it just sort of flies in the face of the way that
1: you know the justice system is supposed to work people lost like real money during that people were actively conned in that and uh, they'll have been conned by other things that they'll tie together and like internet vigilantism we've seen it all the time where somebody says it was this guy and they go out and like some random guy sees him on the street kicks 10 bells of, of uh stuff into him and then turns out oh it wasn't him like so it's it's incredibly dangerous to do that kind of stuff plus you're tainting evidence so any future investigation is going to be t- to be tainted so that they might lose evidence uh it's just it's a dangerous game to play
2: i think uh mr o'connor Um, as he was uh, identified, the 21-year-old British uh, man from uh, Liverpool, was in Spain having a massage at the time. So I think he's all right. (laughs) I think he's
0: fine. (laughs) I heard he'd gone to get his eyes tested in Durham, no? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I mean, this is like somewhere between just good old-fashioned scamming and the abhorrent cryptocurrency uh mining but anything to do with cryptocurrency i think is just like a lazy way of trying to... that's a lazy thing to do if you've hacked someone right so if we had gone to that effort to, to do that social engineering to get access to those internal systems and to get access to apple's twitter account, what uh, would we do
1: i'm reading trump's dms
0: that's, that's, that's where I'm going like,
1: there's, there's, yeah, com, there's comedy gold in there like, com- I'm telling com- you comedy
3: you mean World War 3 uh, you know you know he's tweeted at you know <laughs> at Putin um, <laughs> on those DMs because uh, he won't have deleted them would he? no um, but I, I mean look at all, all the people you could have gone with uh, in terms of Bill Gates Jeff Bezos um, Joe Biden uh, any of those or Kanye West or, or whatever you could I know when the AP got hacked, didn't they, and they said uh, Barack Obama was was injured in an attack on the... 10% off the share price immediately, wasn't it? If you were clever about it, you could make... Oh, short, of, short, short the stock on Apple. That's what we'd yeah. have done, wouldn't we? Or, yeah. or Apple, Elon Musk. You, you could just you could beat yeah. Elon Musk and say oh, something he'd, he'd ridiculous. he get fined again. again. Like we we'll get yeah, Elon fined again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you could short. Yeah, nobody would believe, if you just did SpaceX. Elon Musk as well. Nobody would. You'd be nobody would realize it was a hack. You that, think he oh, was yeah, just having another late <laughs> night? It's like yeah. Trump. or Elon's trying
3: to get people to short his stock for some reason? He wants to buy someone or something.
2: I think you played the long game, wouldn't you? you'd keep it you keep the tool you'd like sneak in take over an account send a tweet that maybe is believable maybe it's not then just like sneak out and like shape shape you could shape the course of an election like you could change the whole like i know what you could do november whatever it is the night before the election donald trump tweets anything (laughs) uh don't vote for me vote for biden i've had enough and if you time that right, you change the whole election. And can you imagine the absolute storm that would be the legal process that went on after that? They'd, they'd be locked in courts for ages. Oh, well, I never read the tweets. I would have voted for Biden anyway. Like, la, 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 la. Like, it would
0: be there. Years. This is the same as the Cambridge Analytica thing, the disinformation thing. The You know, you could argue that Joe Biden tweeting about... Um, bitcoin like or tweeting asking for bitcoin there is an argument that that is dis that is disinformation that is yeah so there's a there's a, a whole load of potential challenges wrapped up with twitter as a mechanism for wider p- forms of public communication There is there is that's just a whole can of worms anyway but i think Clearly, what we've identified is that with access to those accounts, there is not only damage that could be done, but there is a huge amount of influence that could have been exerted, but instead they used it to earn cryptocurrency.
1: Cryptocurrency It does
2: does make me think, though, I'm not really one for nationalising things, but... (laughs) (laughs) have you listened to last week's episode (laughs) i you know we've already ascertained i barely listened to you guys let alone myself on these things i look forward to the episodes coming out so i can learn what was going on (laughs) um but um twitter has a lot of power right now right as a as a medium and what's interesting is we're all here going, whoa, if we could take over. Well, somebody is in charge of that. Like, there are people with... We could s-
3: take over. Yeah. that Twitter,
2: like, the employees of Twitter, who we've not security verified, that they've not got... You know, they're able to do this, evidently, because they somehow lost control of it to some kids in a original gangsters forum. They, that whole uh power that they have, should that be in the hands of a private company? I mean we had this um have you read Full Cir- is it full circle? No, what's the circle or the circle? Circle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That whole book, like that whole power in the hands of social media in that kind of dystopian book, uh is like, you could see it going that way with Twitter, couldn't you? Twitter's so just a public
0: service resp- announcement on The Circle. Uh, the book is not bad, but do not film watch the film. Is it is terrible. utterly, utterly yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's on uh, Netflix. That's all I wanted to say, Kevin, you can carry on.
1: I would say that Twitter's response to this was, uh, like, hammered to it. They, they stopped all uh, verified accounts being able to tweet. Like, that was just their first two. Like, it's just like, nobody's going to tweet. Um, they also banned, um, for a period, like tweeting anything that looked like a cryptocurrency address. So some threat intel sharing platforms that used to share hashes, which look very similar to them, were suddenly stopped from sharing threat intel because Twitter just put in this uh, this blanket ban of sh- of um, of tweeting these things.
3: Which which double down doubles down on on Paul's point then, which is this is a thing so important that people use it every day and then someone just turns to decides to turn it off because they got hacked and it's like what if someone was tweeting something i don't know emergency forces you know that people use twitter for all kinds of things now and they just go oh we're not gonna let you <laughs> it's like uh that might have had some real ramifications to that uh, you don't, and you don't know. The same with Facebook, isn't it? That the, the power of these networks now, and that are well, they're only social media. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not a publisher, which is all going through the courts, isn't it? Uh, Facebook says they don't have to uh, police anything that goes on there because uh, because they they're not a publisher. They they can send all the fake news out, and it's just whatever you we share.
1: Twitter are hiring now, so they've just launched some new job adverts, hiring people to come in to do like machine learning and analytics, so they can I quick they can identify fake news quicker uh, and how they respond to it so like to their credit they are at least from the outside taking this seriously
3: they seem to be doing it more than facebook do especially with the fake fake oh, news God, stuff. Yeah.
2: i'm quite impressed though and it was well we know why they're better is because zuckerberg doesn't care and like at least jack <laughs> does a little bit but the, what i'm quite impressed with twitter is that when this was all kicking off within like I don't know i didn't have was it like half an hour now an hour that they stopped all the blue ticks tweeting yeah, like yeah they were able to put some pretty serious filtering that like match this pattern stop the tweet match this account stop like that's they've thought about this they've thought about what would happen if there was like a widespread compromise of accounts and they've been able to push quickly push some buttons
0: i mean god of course they have surely i would be <laughs> i would be astonished if that wasn't like for them the, you know, considering what does a crisis look like for Twitter, it it looks like this, doesn't it? It looks like mass account takeover.
1: It wasn't just account takeover. So like Twitter then kicked into investigation mode. Uh, and I think they've confirmed that some of those accounts had the download my Twitter data button yeah. clicked. So eight, eight, eight of those accounts. Yeah, so whichever rate of those accounts are, like, somebody's got access to, like, the entire tweet history, the DM history, like, there's potentially sensitive data Ooh, in there as well.
0: Could this keep going? One publicly elected uh, official in the Netherlands had his oh, Twitter boy. data and his DMs accessed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is it not sexy enough for you, Paul? Well, well, <laughs> Paul wants more.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, an obscure but it but it makes the but it does make the point doesn't it how yeah. how the way that public um public officials not just those in the public eye or celebrities how they interact with twitter and what they use it for um suddenly comes into quite sharp focus when we think about this kind of hack um so although the netherlands is not particularly sexy it makes a point doesn't it about the About the risk. Don't get me wrong; I've got nothing against the Dutch. Some of my favourite people are Dutch. Did we, um, did we get to understanding how this might have actually happened? They obviously have Twitter. Obviously, are not giving anything away. Kev, you alluded to the uh, the SIM jacking thing, and I think that has been referred to in the in the Krebs article as well. What does that actually? mean like what is the what is the process that needs to be gone through in order for that to work to get them access to these internal systems
1: you just just knowing somebody so it's typically somebody disenfranchised Mm. or some junior guy um who has that that level of access and is trying to show off to a, a wider crowd um like this is nothing new this is like proper old school social engineering uh somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who works at twitter and it's like let's get friendly let's get him on irc let's get him on like og forums let's get him hooked let's get him talking uh and then just convert him and say wouldn't it be funny if and you you typically start off with something small like i want to sell access to this really nobody account and like it's nothing important and like we'll you'll we'll make you fifty dollars out of it like for for somebody who doesn't know, it's like a gateway drug, like start off small, like convince them in, get them something, doing something that doesn't really feel bad, but is. Uh, and then like, once you've got that, then then they're yours, you own them. So then you can go, great, let's let's take a verified account and then give me access, let me take control and, and away you go from there. Now, we're not entirely sure if that's exactly how it happened, but we've seen that pattern, that technique used in, in other social engineering attacks, uh, like with old school Simjacking.
2: Any other thing I was thinking about this is that these people in these OG forums seem to be throwing a lot of money around to get a like low number Twitter account, but the like they wouldn't have owned it for long. Like they've spent 10k, I think it is, in some of the screenshots. Like, hey, yeah, give me 10k, I'll give you your at six. I mean, you're only going to own it for an hour or so. Are they spending Bitcoin like it's monopoly money because it's easy, easy come, easy go. Like if I was
3: if I was there, like used Ooh, to
2: be. I'm going to use my mum's credit card to pay $10,000 for at six for 40 minutes. Like what are, is it just because they're using Bitcoin and it doesn't feel like real money?
0: If this is all true, the whole all of the um, background to this story, if it's all true, it is amazing the lengths that people are prepared to go to to get some kudos. Like that, because that is basically what we're talking about. They're only surely raising their hands to say it was them in their commu- like in their little community, right? In their OG gang or on their OG forum. So, yeah, it's a big commitment for a bit of kudos.
1: Sometimes kudos is, is what's important, especially if you're trying to move up um, to get into, like, bigger criminal gangs. Like, you have to prove that you're capable. You have to prove that you're willing to go the distance, maybe... Maybe that's one of those checks.
3: But it, sh- it also shows you how, um, if they can do it and they just want, they're just
1: the OG forum, right? Now, how easy would it be for a government or anyone else to do it? Yeah, I mean, the the New York Times article, like, the identity of Kirk, his motivations, whether he shared his access to it with anyone else remains a mystery, even to the people who worked with him. It's unclear how much Kirk uses access to the accounts of people like Mr. Biden and Musk. Um, yeah, like it's it'll be... I don't even know if Twitter will reveal everything uh, about like how it happened. They'll just tell us this is what they're doing to fix it.
0: And now we're going to talk very briefly about flaming USBs because apparently hackers can trick our chargers into destroying our devices, and that's the dark, dark world that we're living in now. So, first of all, that feels very Thunder Spy-ish to me. Um, Paul's favorite, Paul's favorite evil made attack Bond, ever. Bond style. <laughs> yeah, um, but second of all it feels like the kind of thing that's probably never actually going to get exploited
1: so this isn't usb uh this isn't usb port so this is the actual charger so the thing that you plug into the wall ah. um and so before you used to charge like five volts really really slowly so phones would take like all night to charge uh now we have this concept of fast charging so you plug your phone in um, or a modern phone, in and you can get like four hours of battery life in five minutes. Um, enough to go. In. This is what they call fast charging. And the way it works is a, you have a smart adapter, so like modern Apple ones, modern Google ones. Uh, you plug your phone in. Your phone actually talks to the charger and goes, I can fast charge this phone. And the charger says, great, I'm going to just pump power at you. Um, or it says, I can only take a slow charge, and the, the device will go, fine, I'm going to charge you really slowly um the idea behind this attack is that uh you can compromise a phone uh with like an application that when the phone plugs into the charger the phone tells the charger send me all of the power immediately all at once uh so that the chargers goes fine like have all the power uh, and this actually causes them to like overheat burst into flames set uh a nice. set on fire um <laughs> And just that amount of voltage going into your phone can actually physically damage the the device as well um, you're right, it sounds fun uh, we've seen attacks like this with like USB killer um, but uh, it's not practical uh, it's very hard to do and it's not every device
0: What do you mean by USB killer
1: uh, so and we might have talked about this before, but uh USB killer uh, is one of my favorite um inventions uh, from about a decade ago it's a usb device full of capacitors um and you plug the U- it's a usb stick you plug it into usb port uh, and it draws power from your laptop charging up the capacitors uh, as soon as those capacitors are full uh, it switches over and dumps all of that stored voltage down the data lines back into your laptop uh, uh, just the frying place. your laptop <laughs> Um, and there was a, a kid uh, you can buy them online they're like $50 um, like you can just buy them anywhere uh, and there's a kid got one and went around all the schools, uh, all the computers in his school just plugging it in takes a couple of seconds, like you hear the pop and the thing and they just walk up to the next computer in the <laughs> library just plugging it in uh, and just walked around just destroying hardware all around his school uh, they caught him um, and like he got arrested and I definitely got fined, uh, but yeah, this kind of attack uh, isn't necessarily new. Uh, it's just it's a novel way of tricking the charger um, into doing something it shouldn't. I think do. it's got a great name. Uh, bad power. Yeah, it's a it's a good name. I give. I, I'm going to give that a seven. Oh, I'm not that high. Like it's a five or a six, maybe. I think we're
0: coloured by the fact that it's kind of a meh. Like it's a great <laughs> bit of research. It's a great bit of research. Um, But the headline I'm reading is, and this is back to a conversation that we were having a couple of weeks ago, hackers can now trick USB chargers to destroy your devices. Whereas actually, the article does not say that. The article says that researchers found a way that this could, but it doesn't say that, like, it's happening or being done or like, just, yeah.
1: There's an easier way for hackers to do it as well. Uh, you just go onto 4chan and you put a picture up saying that iPhones are now chargeable in a microwave <laughs> and watch Twitter getting flooded with people microwaving their phones. That's good. What or was drilling th- holes in oh them? Oh no, no. What was <laughs> the one, what was to the the to one on the Twitter? The like socket. don't, don't take it. Don't
0: screenshot this or something like that. that oh, that's a Samsung. Blew up yeah. on Twitter.
1: The Samsung. Yeah. Uh, that was valid though. Like if you, yeah, if you screenshot that, that actually put your phone into a boot loop. And those um, people, yes, people did it. Better people did it. of people did yeah, it. Yeah, but the guy, the, the guy, uh, the guy that posted the
0: tweet, the tweet actually said, "Whatever you said, do, don't do, do this. Not do this.
3: <laughs> don't press the big red button." Um, but, but that's yeah. the thing with the, with the USB cable and, and this one. Um, it sounds like it's kind of all just a bit fun for for script kiddies but if you do that in a plane or in a train or that thing
1: bad things could
3: happen oh yeah i mean like if you plug that into
1: a usb port on the on a plane's infotainment system like we've seen planes burst onto fire because of the thermal protection on those things yeah so that's the force <laughs> space. So Paul, have you not ever wondered why they're so keen on
3: making
0: sure you unplug those USB cables when you're just about to
2: take off? No, I'm, just, I'm actually just kind of amused. At like, at what? At A that, that everybody's like, well, this is funny. Like, watch all the USB stuff destroy planes. I'm like. Mm. The other thing is, like, is it, well, you're going to get the other way around. It's the phone tells the charger to give it more charge. Nobody's compromising chargers, they're compromising phones. And if you compromise the phone, you're not going to make the charger overcharge it. You're going to do something a lot more interesting, like
1: put crypto miners on it. <laughs> you, you, you can actually compromise the charger. So, yeah, it blows the charger. Um, it's the. No, but the so phone tells the charger to the send first, it too much charge. No, the first plug plug-in rewrites the firmware. Oh, on the charger. The second plug plug-in. Yeah, so you, I can get my phone, plug it into your charger set the firmware and then the next time you plug into it your phone would get done. Yeah but so,
2: you've reprogrammed that from my phone. You've compromised... or you've or you've let or somebody's no, no, so left a charger
1: I, lying around. Yeah, somebody's left a charger lying around. I can take my phone up to the charger. Right, don't plug your okay, back public, public service announcement.
2: Public service announcement
0: if you don't own the charger, don't plug your phone into it. <laughs> that, in fairness, that is not just a public service announcement. That is a common courtesy to other people. <laughs> Some of the ridiculous <laughs> attitudes that there are to vote fo- to ha- using other people's <laughs> charging devices drive is me mental. No, like no people, no look you. At you and say, people look at you and say, "People look at you and Oh, your uh, phone's plugged in. Could I use your charger?'" And you say, "Well, no, it's charging my phone." And then they say, <laughs> "Oh, how much battery have you got?" whoa 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 hang on my friend we're not getting into a debate here about how much charge i've got and how much charge you've got chris, that charger is mine is this my in your living room <with> your wife. <laughs> in what
2: situation yes. do you ever have these conversations
0: you main we all know it's mainly at work oh uh, it's at work yeah.
2: <laughs> sorry about that chris i oh, won't use your charger again <laughs>
0: you've almost certainly done it before you look like a classic but i've only got 12 percent kind of person
2: no <laughs> i have
0: USB C on my phone so i can charge it and anything so charming kitten or apt35 um, has been in the news this week after uh, x-forces ibm x-force the security team they're the, they're the kind of threat intelligence team uh they uncovered five hours of uh videos uh leaked videos um of them basically showing them hacking stuff i guess that's what it was we don't know because none of us have really been able to see that what the videos are kev i think there were some screenshots um but it there was content out there but it's not it's not available it's not a thing that the the rest of us can just go no
1: yeah so x-force ibm they wouldn't release any of it um like rightly or wrongly uh and the article, the original article, was in Wired, and they shared them with Wired and told them to immediately delete them. Uh, from the screenshots, and the descriptions we've got, um, this is all about how to uh, how to use accounts um, that you've hijacked. So the specific examples they give are uh, they're teaching other hackers how to very quickly go into Outlook Web Access, into Outlook, into Gmail accounts, download everything. Uh, and then clear out again and, and like clear it behind yourself. So just like really efficiently taking control of social media accounts and getting that data and email accounts uh, and moving on. So
3: what's going what's nice. on a misconfiguration of the security settings on the virtual private cloud server. So that's never happened before. <laughs> yeah. uh, so good odds. Iranian uh, hackers are the same as
1: everyone else. Well, so Iranian hackers have had a really bad time in the last couple of years. They had their entire tool set leaked as well. Um, like all of their custom malware, their custom implants, all of that was leaked as well. That happens to the best of us, though. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. There isn't an an organisation in the world that can't say their toolkit's been leaked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping at some point some more of that becomes public. It was like 40 or 50 gigs worth of, of video clips, tools, documents, data that was all... Uh, just exposed in this uh, VPC. So um, like there's a lot of rich intelligence in there and I think IBM have done the right thing. At least I hope they're doing the right thing in sharing that correctly with other ser- intelligence services and not just holding it for their own commercial gain. Um, but if they are correctly sharing some of that information uh, with research groups, uh, with AV vendors and things like that, that's some really powerful intelligence. Uh, that's getting shared with the community.
0: Yeah they're saying there were clues in the data there that they'd been um also targeting uh like US uh, military personnel that they'd been um targeting state department staff um so it's kind of pretty it seemed to be a, a a bit of an affirmation from the data that this group are probably a um a state sponsored um group and that they um that they're out of iran or they are they just it's interesting um in the in the story they're kind of um and andy greenberg has, has written the story andy greenberg uh, i'm sure uh, you guys all know is a uh, pretty he's probably like the most famous um cyber cyber security journalist there is now i guess close your ears brian krebs um <laughs> but uh, but uh, he's he calls um he calls them uh iran backed and i think there's actually quite there's some quite interesting stuff around how we decide to name hacking groups not just how they're named because we can have a big old rant about how they're named but how they're described i always find quite interesting like state sponsored or iran backed but what does that actually like what does that actually mean does that mean they're basically like are they like mercenaries are they like like guns for hire like how does it how does it work what makes them like state sponsored rather than they just work for the PLA or whatever it is
1: all those things are true Um, they have hackers on staff they have contractors they have freelancers like they have people who will do it on your behalf so uh, people who are sympathetic to your intentions will do some hack and uh, and then you can claim it as, as your own. Isn't this part of the problem with attribution as well, though, that so they'll say,
3: well, they're definitely attacking people for Iran, but we can't tell whether they're actually working in Ar- Iran itself or they're just being paid by Iran, so it kind of covers them if they just go iran back. Well, they, But
2: I think it's more uh, political sleight of hand, isn't it? So if you're a Western government and you're looking at attribution of who did this thing... And its charming kitten, uh, but it's not literally Iranian government actors. It's state-sponsored Iranian government-sponsored actors. That is one step removed, so you don't start World War Two, three. Not on that, three definitely three. We've had two.
1: No, we've already had a two. Bit <laughs> <laughs> behind the times there. <laughs> History never strong point. Yeah, so like, it, there's not a lot of interesting things in there other than the fact that it's been released. Like, I think the interesting thing comes further down the line uh, when hopefully more of that information is uh, revealed publicly it, so we can start to see some of that.
2: I don't think we've really covered the what this video looks like, though. Is it like a screen capture, or is it Swordfish-style, nine screens, <laughs> large glass of red wine, hacking while somebody's doing stuff to you whilst you're trying to hack?
1: So from the descriptions, um, it seems to be it's screen recordings, uh, maybe some oh, voiceover stuff. Yeah. Is it like
2: is it like uh, cybersecurity training
1: for the Iranian hackers? Is
2: that what it is? So they're like, yeah, it, yes, that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. Is. Yes. Yeah, that's the people that's exactly were hoping it, it was going to end up yeah. in
0: Cyberary, weren't
1: they? So they could <laughs> <laughs> <do that. laughs> uh, yeah, it's literally teaching them uh, how to. Um, so if you've managed to gain access to somebody's gmail account or to their outlook account it shows you step by step how you go in how you download all of that data save it off archive it and then um, clean up after yourself
0: well we should put some of that in our platform
1: (laughs) all right we're gonna wrap up with random ransom of the week the ransomware guys are having a tough time of it The, the same the same way we are Uh, The May team official press release of July 2020, Uh, the whole world is in pandemic and deep uh, economy crisis. Uh, We are also in the same reality with the whole world. In this situation, we have to announce news about further communication with our current and new clients and data processing of their info. <laughs> uh, this is the ran- so Maze Ransomware Group. This I is their data processing. I love their PR. Um, their PR
3: is better, you know.
1: It would take now three days from the moment of attack till the publishing of the client's information on our website. Uh, if you have failed to start communication in three days, you can only blame yourself for the reputational damage and financial loss. Uh, negotiation means a dialogue. Uh, basically what they're saying is uh, you've only got 10 days to pay now uh, down from their previous 30 days uh, and that clock starts on day 3 uh, because they're suffering in this. Uh, in these aged receivables
2: times. is the killer for most businesses. It's it's cash flow. <laughs> cash flow is king. And if you've got aged receivables and you can't get your accounts paid in time, I can totally support that. Reduce payment terms down to 10 days. Much better for your cash flow. Better sustainability for your business.
1: Uh, and Paul the Vigilante on board yeah. with the ransomware guys again. Oh, actually. Uh, and,
2: like they're holding. I've, I've been feeling bad about this. We did a crisis sim launch with Phil Venables from Goldman Sachs. And I thought every single time I was like, voting on the old slido poll to say like what we should do in the crisis i was like pay the ransomware pay the ransomware and phil venables every time i said it's really unethical to pay the ransomware and i started feeling a bit <laughs> bad <laughs> maybe i was on the wrong side of history about
1: this really to, to be honest paul really? a lot of the time you're on the wrong side of the law <laughs> 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 uh may's true to their word uh they are publishing data so one two three four five companies on their list so far at 100 percent full dump uh because they didn't pay in time uh and they're staging the release so like day three kicks in and the first three percent goes uh then five percent ten percent until day 10 and it's uh 100 published so they're doing they're not just saying you've got 10 days like every day that passes they're leaking more and more of that data um as probably holding on to the the more sensitive things till the end but uh there are a lot more companies uh in that list still pending um pending ever, so that data have going we ever tried up. to do
2: attribution has anybody ever tried not we but has anybody tried to do attribution for me so who are they where do they come from
0: we've talked about this before though because the oh, challenges right. are around the affiliate nature of it so it's almost yeah,
1: impossible it's to really led. know because they they don't do a lot of this themselves. They use affiliates to do it for them, and they take the cut. Um, although Who's they're, running they're all Maze this PR, and, though? This is like it feels very much more coordinated. Uh, it is, and Maze, like Maze and Revil, or SundayKibi, they're the two major players in this space right now. Um, and like Maze are actually doing, like their website is nicer and prettier and more responsive. <laughs> Maybe um, they've got a UX team uh, the on Revol- it. Uh Reval Sodnikibi actually went offline um earlier this week. What their, happened? Their dark website was saying like, we thought for a, a moment that they might have been uh, like found and taken offline, but they're they're back up and running now, so small technical hiccup. Are we getting news on Trump's Trump ma- Trump's dump? You're gonna ask every week and we're gonna say no. <laughs> Trump, Trump's
0: Trump's dump.
2: Dump. I think everybody should follow at yeah. ransom because 'cause it's got literally a whole thing about what's going on. Pretty, yes, but this is exactly what
0: Krebs this is what Krebs is saying we shouldn't be we shouldn't be talking about like we shouldn't be talking about how people are being um hacked or any of that stuff. Why?
2: Why it's does he say that? Because we're
0: giving them because we're giving them uh, airtime.
2: A bit like when you put um jihadists on the front you name jihadists and put them on the front page of papers, you then martyr them and that is the whole that, mm, perpetuates that whole thing. Mm. This is different. These people are making money.
0: Well, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please oh, do subscribe, hang on. rate. Okay.
2: What? Hang on, Regatta—they've been ransomware. What? Regatta Outdoors, the English family-owned outdoor and leisure clothing yeah. company. They've no, they you shouldn't hack them. They're nice.
0: Anyway, in all seriousness, Kev, do you want to talk about cig- cig- cigarette?
1: Uh, no, I don't. I don't care.
0: <laughs> but the Department for Homeland Security cares.
1: They—they they care, and I'm not sure why. Like the more i read the more i see that like the so many limitations you must be in internet explorer like 95% <laughs> of browser shares at the minute just won't run this exploit and so many mitigating factors that exploiting this thing is practically so there's like a wafer thin the there's have. like a
0: wafer thin window for exploitation
1: yeah um so you need to at, at the minute with all the stuff they've released uh you need to email somebody um that needs to open some uh, needs to open a link on an Internet Explorer, um, which I mean Edge is the default these days, uh, which doesn't work. Um, and they have to be inside the domain and connect to the DNS server. Like, there's just so many things uh, in that pipeline, and uh, there might even be more mitigated factors that a correctly configured DNS server isn't going to work either, even if you have those other things in place. It's just like. It's so hard to exploit, like, why even bother? There are easier ways of getting in, like F5. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't have any more time to talk about F5. We don't have any more time to talk about anything. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your audio content. And if you want to know more about Immersive Labs, you can find us at ImmersiveLabs.com or follow us on Twitter at immersive labs UK. Until next time, from all of us, goodbye. Goodbye.
2: goodbye.
1: goodbye
3: day 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 day